0: Welcome to the Marriage on Fire podcast, the show for couples that shares research-based relationship insights, advice, and strategies for creating and sustaining a happy and fulfilling marriage, where we look at the stuff that truly makes the relationship and how to live a good life. And here's your host, husband and dad and relationship coach, Gideon Hanikon, creator of the popular New Zealand-based blog, therelationshipguy.com. What's up, everybody? This is Gideon, and welcome back to episode number 13 here on Marriage on Fire. So, today I want to talk about communication, specifically two concepts or ideas that I think will make all the difference in your relationship. I call them presence and patience, and ultimately, they will increase and improve the levels of communication that you have with your partner. When people come and see me, either as private clients, or friends, or family, these issues almost, or this issue of communication almost always comes up. It's almost like people are stuck in communicating with one another and for for various reasons. Communication is actually a very, very simple thing, but it seems that the longer we're together, the more we struggle with this. So I wanna give you these two ideas of how to improve your levels of communication that will make a difference for you. I think when you improve your level of presence, when you're communicating with your partner, with your spouse, or when they're communicating with you, And you can improve your level of patience then ultimately you will improve your levels of communication presence and patience now what do I mean by that well let's look at presence first the problem with presence nowadays is that the the reality is is that we're all very distracted and the thing that aggravates that even more or intensifies that even more is obviously our various Uh, you know smart devices and whether it's a phone or our tablets or you know whatever it is that we're on but the problem is that because we're constantly on our screens that massively distracts us and also makes it very difficult for us to be truly present because we're always somewhere else as well so when our partners are talking to us very you know very a lot of us or a lot of people typically you know have their phone with them and whenever the little alarm bell goes off or there's a little notification coming through immediately we're distracted, immediately we're not with our partners anymore, but we're also somewhere else. Now suddenly they're fighting for our attention or they're competing for our attention and that makes communication very difficult. So presence is hugely important, but we also have a great challenge in the form of distraction. So for me, presence really means a couple of things. And I think if you can work on these couple of things, it will improve your level of presence and also for your partner to feel that you are more present and I think that will make all the difference. The first one which is really important is called body language. Now psychologists have years ago already identified that you can really um, break communication up into let's call it three parts. I think I've talked about this before in various places. The first one is body language. The second one is your tonality, meaning how you say things, how you sound when you say things. And then the third one is the actual words that you use. And um, and body language makes up about 55% of our communication. So, the, so the more than half of what we communicate at any given time, even when we're not using words, when we're literally silent, we're just sitting there listening to our partners, we're still communicating. Half of what we're saying, or half of what we're communicating is through our body language. Now, a lot of couples overlook this reality because they think it's it's what they say or how they say things that are, that are only important and they want to choose their words right and want to try and you know, stay calm when they say things. Now, all of that's important, but the part that we typically overlook is, is that you're, connect, you're actually communicating something even when you're not saying anything. When you're not physically using words, you're actually still communicating. And so when our partners are communicating to us, when they're communicating with us and they are trying to uh, tell us something, they're trying to share something with with us, they're trying to get us to understand where they're coming from, they're trying to share something with us that is important to them. We need to understand that the way our body language is communicating or what our body language is communicating to them while they're doing that is actually also communicating something. And you can actually communicate presence or absence through your body language and you can be physically present but if your body language is saying that you're distracted or you're somewhere else or thinking of something else or you know you're busy with something else that ultimately communicates that you're not present and that will break down communication in that moment so body language is something that you absolutely need to take care of or at least be aware of and ask yourself what is my body language saying right now? What is my body language actually communicating to my partner right now? And the second thing that I think is important for presence is, and again, you can do this through body language, you don't have to use words to do this, is showing that you're interested in what they're saying. Now that even applies to when our partners are saying things, something to us that you know might be difficult to talk about, but you need to show that you're interested in what they're saying because by showing interest, you're actually validating their own worth, you're validating them as a person. It's not so much about what they're saying, it's more about what you're communicating back in terms of how you see them, that the fact that they want to talk to you is important because they are important. When we are absent or distracted, what we're saying is that what you're trying to communicate to me, you know, isn't that important. But more more importantly, you're not that important to me. Something else is more important. Getting a like on Facebook or reading a new Facebook comment or, you know, a new like on Instagram while you're trying to talk to me about something is more important than you talking to me. Which in a sense translates into That is more important than you as a person, and that never goes across very well. So, you need to work very, very hard at showing interest, and you can do that through body language. When you do that, you show interest, that actually increases your levels of perceived presence. The third part of presence for me is that kind of goes with being, you know, showing interest is being focused on your partner, on your spouse. When somebody, when your spouse, your partner is communicating to you, it's very important to show them that you actually focus on them. Again, you can do this through body language alone. You don't have to talk back. Even though talking back is is important, and we'll get to that, but you know, just using body language is by the way that you're, you're with them can show that you're focused on them. And again, that translates into you're important to me, therefore I'm focused on you, I'm focused on what you're saying to me, and I wanna know what it is that you're trying to communicate to me, I'm interested. That all goes towards increasing your levels of perceived presence, which will enhance communication. When communication starts breaking down, it's usually because these things are lacking. People are either not there, you know, they're physically there, but their body language is saying that they're distracted, they're somewhere else. They're usually not showing any interest, or they're not focused on their partner, they're distracted and focused on something else. And ultimately, that breaks down communication, which kind of leads to the fourth one, which adds, you know, even more weight to this. And that is using eye contact as a way to show that you're present. Oftentimes, when our partners talk to us, you know, when we're looking on a, on a screen or we're, we're looking somewhere else, what that again, and we're not making eye contact, What again, what that's communicating is that, you know, is that your partner doesn't know where you're at. Are you thinking about what they're saying? Or are you just looking into the distance? Are you thinking of someone else? Are you thinking of something else? You know, what is it that you're, actually, what's going on in your mind? You know, our partners aren't mind readers, even though a lot of our wives think they are, but they're not. The reality is, is that, you know you've got to show through eye contact making eye contact you're actually showing your partner that i'm focused on you i'm listening to you i'm interested in what you have to say and eye contact is a very powerful form of body language to show them that you're actually you know interested There's it's a very powerful way to use body language to communicate that you're present you're there you want to hear you want to understand and uh, and that will hugely massively improve your levels of communication so presence presence is hugely important ask yourself how can I be more present? and Or how can I create a higher level of perceived presence for my partner? What does she need? What does he need to feel that I am truly present there with them and I'm hearing them, I'm listening to them, I'm wanting to understand or I want to understand and I wanna, I wanna hear what they've gotta to say to me, what they're communicating to me. How can I improve those levels of communication in a way that makes sense to my partner and that is important to my partner? Just doing this one thing, will immediately start to improve your levels of communication because this is usually one where communication for couples start to break down. The second one, and I think the second one is kind of the reason why people struggle to be present, is levels of patience. Our ability to remain patient and to be patient when our partners are communicating with us. Now, patience is usually something that goes out the window the moment our partners communicate something with us or communicate something to us that creates emotional arousal with us. It, within us. It creates a feeling, it creates a certain emotion. Our partner might be talking to us about finances or they might talk to us about where we were last night or they might talk to us about the fact that they feel that we're not spending enough time with them or they might talk to us that they don't like the way we speak to the kids and that creates certain resistance within us. It creates perhaps even a level of defensiveness within us because it creates a certain emotion within us and we want to protect ourselves. The problem is is that the moment we kind of become impatient and we succumb to this particular unhelpful emotion in that moment and patience goes out the window, we then typically start to become less present as well because we're trying to escape. But We also, you know, sometimes we can't escape physically, so we might escape emotionally. We might start withdrawing, we might become more defensive in our language, we might might just actually stop talking and respond with silence or whatever the case is. But the reality is, is that patience or a lack of patience is typically a sign that we've succumbed to a different emotion that might have been triggered through the communication, whatever it is we're talking about, and that's not helpful to take this whole thing forward. So if you want to improve your level of communication, apart from being present, is to actually work very hard on remaining patient. And that means, one, that you've got to learn how to control your emotions within that particular situation when you're communicating with your partner or when they're communicating with you. The second part of communication that psychologists have figured out is tonality, as I said. 38% of what we're communicating has to do with tonality meaning how we sound how we say something back how we respond and so typically when our words have a bit of a sting to them or you know when we're saying things in a way that actually is saying something else completely simply through the way we sound or the way we're saying something how we're saying something that actually communicates far more than the actual words we use so I want you to think about this for a moment. If your body language makes up 55% and your tonality makes up 38%, that is more than 90%, 93% of what you're communicating has got nothing to do with words. It's all about what your body is saying and what your, you know, how you sound. That is ultimately what's communicating back to your partner what it is that you're actually feeling and thinking before we even get to the last 7%, which is words. That's typically what couples focus on, but that's the least important It makes the smallest difference. It's really about everything else that makes a big difference. So when you can control your emotions, you can remain present with your body language through eye contact, showing focus, showing interest, and you can respond in a calm manner when your partner is talking to you about something very difficult uh, because you're controlling your emotions you will instantly improve the sort of you know longevity of that conversation because what is happening is you're not escalating those unhelpful emotions, whether it's anger, whether it's frustration, whether it's anxiety, whatever the case is. So remaining patient is very, very important. To control your emotions is very important. And something that will help you with that is the second part of patience, which is to listen, to understand, not to respond a lot of couples when you know when they converse when they talk they simply listen to reply they listen to respond not to understand and when we're listening simply with the you know with the with with the goal of replying or responding or defending ourselves whatever it is we're trying to do we can't really hear our partners. The problem with that is our partners know that. They know that we're not really hearing them. They know that we don't really understand them. We know that we don't really, we're not really focused on where it is that they're coming from. And so they reciprocate with exactly the same attitude by now becoming also defensive, you know, and using their tools of the trade to kind of get back at us, whether it's sarcasm or humor used in the wrong way um, or whatever the case is. So when we, You know, when we want to improve our communication, we need to understand that patience is important and a way to do that is to simply listen to understand. Remain patient as your partner is talking to you by listening to understand. And how do we do that? Well, we simply ask one way is to ask questions of clarification or just you know ask clarifying questions. What do you mean by that? I hear you saying this, is that what you mean? And if they say no, that's not what I mean, it's like what else what is it that you mean? What do you mean specifically by that? What does that mean specifically? Not in an interrogation type of way, but in a way where you're truly interested. You you truly want to understand. Because the act of wanting to understand is communicating to your partner that again What they are communicating is important, but more than that they are important And that is what our partners want to feel is that they are important to us So you want to remain patient by listening to understand and then the third part of being patient is for me is to not make everything personal I've seen this play out in front of me in, in a lot of uh, coaching sessions where a couple would get into something and oftentimes one partner would, partner would say something and then the other partner, rather than listening to understand or asking a clarification question or you know a clarifying question, they would just take it personally. They would instantly jump on any small thing that their partner is saying and just run with it. And then me as a third party observing this and listening in, Uh, you know, if you were to ask me what I heard, it's like, I heard something else completely differently. Like, that's not what the person said at all. But because people are so quick to take things personally and to run with it and allow unhelpful emotions to just run away with them, they can't remain patient. They can't remain in control of their emotions because they're making everything personal. And at the end of the day, when you make things personal, you get defensive. And when you get defensive, you can't have a constructive Uh, you know, constructive conversation. You can't move things forward because everything is a personal assault, either on your worth or on you as a person or on what you're doing or whatever the case is. So don't make everything personal. Remain patient, listen to understand because it's probably not about you. It's probably about something else and you have the ability to deal with that or help with that something else. But because you're making it personal, you kind of miss that opportunity so remain patient don't make it all personal which brings me to the the last part of being personal or, or sorry of, be, of remaining patient and i think this is a very simple strategy a simple technique that you can use and it's going to take a little bit of practice but it makes a world of difference when you do this i call it let them finish their sentence before you reply let them finish this sentence before you reply. I know it's a very, very simple idea, but you'd be surprised how powerful this is. Oftentimes when our partner is saying something to us and it's something we don't want to hear or it's something uncomfortable, we typically want to interrupt them. In fact, we just do it automatically. We, we cut them off, we interrupt them and we kind of just say what it is that we want to say in that moment or you know, in a sense just say how we feel at that moment and that is fine your opinion, your contribution is as valid. But I promise you this, that if you could learn this very simple skill of just allowing your partner to finish what it is that they're saying and just waiting a few moments, thinking it over before responding, i.e. you remain patient and you try and understand what it is that they're actually saying to you, your communication will massively improve. The problem with a lot of conflict with couples is that they interrupt each other, they don't finish listening, or they don't allow their partners to finish their sentences, they don't finish listening because they're more interested in replying than actually understanding, and they succumb to unhelpful emotions. When you put all of this together, what you basically have is a great recipe for disaster, and people end up in situations where they can't hear each other, they don't hear each other, not because they don't have the ability to do so, but because they're choosing and unhelpful strategies they choosing inferior and an inferior approach to communication which is hurting them in the end because what that does is when you're not present when you're absent, even when you're physically there but you're distracted and you're focused somewhere else, when you're not making eye contact, when you're not showing interest, when you're not focused on your partner, when you're constantly interrupting them, when you're not allowing them to finish their sentences, when you don't control your emotions but you allow things like anger and frustration to escalate, when you judge what they're saying because you're judging what they're saying versus listening to understand what it is they're saying, you just want to respond and get your point across. When you put all of those things together, what it ends up creating is a lot of negative emotions, a lot of negative effect within your relationship. And unfortunately, when there is an overriding, overarching kind of negative effect or feeling within your relationship, no amount of problem solving skills or communication skills will overcome that because then it becomes an issue of how I feel about my partner, how I feel about being around my partner. And when you do these things, you know, that I just talked about for a a number of years, when you do it over an extended period of time, in a sense what you're doing is you're conditioning each other to almost, Uh, expect things, uh, you know, when your partner starts talking to you, you're almost expecting that it's going to go, you know, there's either going to be a problem, it's going to end up in a fight or in some argument, and so you're almost, you're almost, uh, you know, on guard right from the get-go. So if you want to start changing that, you've got to start with these two simple ideas of being present and being patient. If you start doing these two consistently, you will improve your communication with your partner. I've got no doubt in my mind about it. Guys, I hope you found that helpful. If you've got more questions or comments or anything, just please leave them below or send them to me directly wherever you can find me on, you know, the best way is probably therelationshipguy.com or on Facebook um, at The Relationship Guy. And uh, I'd be happy to answer them and, you know, clarify anything that's unclear. But uh, hopefully this served you and we will be back with another episode next week. Uh, In the meantime, go and check out, I've uh, released a couple of new eBooks on my site. Um, One is about how to improve your marriage with a simple strategy. Again, I like simplicity. And the second one is how to keep a man happy. I'm going to bring out the one about how to keep a woman happy, but I'm still writing that one because uh, it's probably going to be a little bit longer than the other one. Go and grab yourself a copy at therelationby.com forward slash products, I think. Um, And uh, yeah, I'd love to hear your comments on those as well. So in the meantime, as I always say, go out, go live and love fully and take care of each other. And we will see each other soon uh, next week thanks for listening to another episode of marriage on fire. If you found today's show helpful, please make sure to follow and share it with someone you think needs to hear this. Also take a moment and head over to the relationshipguide.com to connect with Gideon directly. Again, thanks for listening and make sure to tune in soon for our next episode of marriage on fire.